For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Financial Future Rich Podcast. I'm Barbara Ginty, your host, and I'm also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I am here with my guest today, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi. <laughs> Mary, how old are you and what's your income and what do you do for a living? Um, I'm 34 years old. I'm a paralegal and gross income. I, I just broke it down monthly, uh, 3000 monthly. Is your gross? Is Yeah. Okay, perfect. No, wait, that's after taxes. Oh. Gross? That's after taxes? That's a, no, that's a great question. Gross is before taxes. So that like nice number when they oh, give you the offer okay. for the job and they tell you how much you're going to make and then you don't actually get that amount because it's pre it's before because of taxes. taxes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so my post-tax income is uh, $3,000 a month, give or take some whatever. Something. Do you, do, yeah. Things taken out of it. Um, very good. And... Tell me a little bit about your situation. Are you single, married, living with someone? I am happily single and happily, I haven't uh, heard that. So happy. Safe. <laughs> Luckily single. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm very happily single and um, I it's a single parent household. So the person I live with is my child. Oh, very nice. And how old is your child? Uh, 8 years old. Eight. Oh, so she's like a real kid. Yeah, 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 like a legit kid, not a baby. Very nice. And are you supporting yeah. her by yourself? Um, no, I receive support from her father. Okay. Yeah. And then, so tell me a little bit about what's going on with your finances. Right. So I have, I have student loan debt. Oh, you and everyone and else in the world. It's awful, yeah, right? Yeah. But I, I can't quite figure out how to, I have student loan debt and then, so... I am in this situation, it's a good situation, where I have this house that I essentially inherited, and um, I'm in the process of converting it from three rental units to a one family and one rental unit, so okay, the income from the um, tenant goes to all of my, you know, electric, water, et cetera, so on and so forth, so... I don't have an overhead, which is great. Um, that's all kind of covered by the one tenant that we have. Um, but you're, so you're, I, you're taking it from a three-family to a two-family, one which yes. would be the main house or the main living situation for yes. you and your daughter. We're, okay. Correct. And then we have the one tenant. Got it. So um, everything relating to, you know, house expenses goes to – is a completely separate bank account. And um, so when I first took this on, um, I did take out a personal loan as well. So that way I could, you know, just start some major renovations on it. So I have student loan debt, and then I have about, which is probably equivalent of uh, still like $25,000, and then about $9,000 in personal loan debt, and then um, that's through Marcus Goldman Sachs. Oh, yeah, okay. What did you think yeah. of them? I haven't had anyone on who's used them before. 
I haven't had a problem. Cool. Okay. I haven't. Like, I find like their, you know, their process was very easy through them. And um, now I, I haven't had a single complaint about them. Cool. I'm just, yeah, I was just interested so, because I've yeah. seen all of your ads online, but we haven't had anyone on the show who's used them yet. Yeah, no, no, no complaints for me. So, um, in terms of credit card debt, it's, it's minimal. Like I have, um, a target credit card, which right now, let's say you think the limit on it is a thousand. I think I have about 400 on it from Christmas. So it's like, I'm big on like paying credit card debt off, you know, each, you know, in full each month. I don't like to have hanging credit card debt. Yeah, that's great um, because they usually yeah. charge the most in interest, if any. Debt. Exactly. But my thing is trying to tackle this student loan debt and this personal loan debt um, because I am going through an international adoption. So a lot of my savings is going towards that huge expense. So yeah, tell me, tell me about that. That must be really expensive. It's it is um, altogether. It's going to be over twenty thousand dollars. And I'm about, uh, I've, I've paid a significant amount thus far, and I still have about $10,000 left to pay. And I think I have about 8000 you know, give or take. I try not to look at it too much. I have a tendency just to, like, keep throwing the money into the account and then. Is that your savings? Uh, you have 8000 left in, left in savings? Yes. Okay. And, and you've paid yes. everything thus far for the adoption just and, out of your budget? Correct. Everything thus far has, you know, come out of, um, yeah, with our savings and whatnot. Oh, good. Okay, that's great. So, so you've, got, you've yeah. paid most of it on your own. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm at the home stretch there. So now my thing is trying to figure out, like, once I I get to that goal, um, then what do I do after that in terms of tackling the debt? Do I, you know go towards it aggressively but then the other thing is is that I really do not like my boss and once this adoption is finalized like I do want to take some time off and um luckily for me again I'm not I don't have to pay rent I don't have to pay a mortgage you know all of it's not like if I take time off I'm going to be out on the street type of a situation yeah, no, that's fantastic. Because basically, as you were saying, the the unit, the rental unit on the prop from the property that you own covers all. It yes. covers all the expenses and the taxes because taxes are usually a pretty big hit. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't cover the taxes totally. I do have okay. to dip into like my Your savings. savings and whatever each year to cover the taxes. But I'm trying to. I can't even remember my. And it was paid last year, so. Okay, but it comes like fairly close for covering most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, that's not really a worry of mine. You know, the taxes on this property is not a worry of mine. You know, it's not like I'm going to be inundated with like twenty thousand dollars in taxes. Okay. That's yeah. That's that's not a. Uh, that's not how it goes. Wow. So you're like, upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yeah. I wanted to mention you're you're in upstate New York, not not a city resident. Exactly, um, not a city resident. <laughs> and then, so like, what is your budget run? So that's a big cost that you don't have to worry about. Really, is the housing cost. So, what is right. your budget run? Um, and you said you get some support for um, you because you're eight year old um, from yes. from the father. Um, what do, so you get uh, child support in there in addition? Um, so that's to help cover that expense. So, what does your budget look like monthly? Give or take, what are your expenses? Do you know around what that runs? Um, let's see. 
Because what I'm trying to figure out is like how much are we setting aside monthly? So we could even start with like what do you pay monthly on your student loan debt? Uh, monthly, I pay the I pay the minimum. Okay. So, which is two eighty five. Okay. And then, what do you pay on the Marcus loan? And then on the Marcus loan, I pay two hundred. Okay. And then, do you know when those are targeted and the, to be paid off? So, the Marcus loan, I would imagine, is a traditional loan, so it has a set pay payoff date. Is that right? Right. Um, I believe it's a twenty four month loan, or maybe it's thirty six. I think it'll probably be a little longer just given the monthly payment, but we, we can check on that. And then with the student loan, are you making progress with it or do you, is it growing? It feels like I make progress with it and then it feels like I don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it feels like I've chipped away at it and then it's still there. <laughs> That's a very common theme with the student loans because it's not as... That's... Yeah, it, it just it, it just keeps creeping back up and that stupid interest. So yeah, and that's why I'm like if I can get to that goal of ten thousand relatively soon, then maybe I can tackle some of this debt a bit more aggressively than just paying the minimum payment. Yes, so that's what I'm trying to figure. I want to try and figure out how much you so you have. Yeah, well, I can imagine because you're doing everything right and then it's not going away. Um, what I'm trying to figure out is how much you have left over monthly. You know, like if you could take, because once you get through the adoption, but then also you're going to have another child to take care of, right? So that's going to increase your budget. Right. Absolutely. Um, Because what I'm trying to think about is once you tackle, even if you focus on just paying off um, the Marcus loan and got rid of that and then paid, got the rest of the adoption paid for. Okay. um, Because obviously the adoption is something that's happening immediately. Right. It, right. Within in, the next six months, max. Yeah. So that's more an, like probably three to six months. Okay. So that's like an immediate financial right. need. It's not something that we could put off. Um, so, and you've been doing it. You've been paying. You said mo- mainly out of your monthly budget. Yes. Because if you yes. have six months on that, if you put a thousand dollars aside a month for that, you could take. You know, if you have the next six months to pay that off, that would be six thousand. You could take. Another, this is true. Yeah, you if you structured it that way, thought about it that way in your head, another thousand dollars a month out of your pay, and then you could take four thousand from savings, and then that would knock that off, right? It, yeah, I, that would. A thousand. Is, I just wouldn't be paying this, you know, minimum payment where it's just going to keep accruing interest. Yeah, or because it kind of makes sense. Because you could knock that, you could knock that off. The other thing, because I don't like to see you use all your savings, I'd like for you at least to have two thousand in savings, right? Just right. Or two or three, just because you have a dependent. Um, can they with the adoption? Can they put you on a payment a payment plan? Do they offer for that for the adoption? Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. Everything is due in. So the um, final dossier of information that goes to the country that which is going to be within the next um maybe month or two that in and of itself is six thousand dollars that's paid to the adoption agency okay and then there are fees that go to the country that the child's being adopted from so there are also going to be travel costs because i'll be going over there but then at the same time the cost of being there is 
very cheap. Like you can eat gourmet for $20 a day in that country. So I'm not really too concerned about, um, you know, travel costs and stuff like that. And my mom's going to be making the trip with me. So she will pick up. Thanks, Mom. Others do. Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I would say, so how much, if you had to scrimp and you had to be, like, really stringent with your budget um, just to get through the adoption portion of it, let's say, we'll just say that that's a, you have six months left on that. Could you get by living, you and your um, child right now, because, and I'm not including what you get for child support, but. If you right, right, I, I right. put that towards her school tuition, so that's okay. So then that's covered. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if we took out, you have your minimum payment on Marcus of two hundred. You have a student debt payment of two eighty five. So that brings you to minimum payments of four eighty five. And if we were throwing a thousand dollars at the adoption, that gets you to a thousand four hundred eighty five. Could you make do on basically fifteen hundred? A month for everything else? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Really? Okay, I wasn't sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I very hesitantly did that math and said that out loud. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now that, like, it's, we're going into winter season here and I don't need to go clothes shopping, so, you know. Yeah, if you, I think just, if you set yourself on a budget, so your total spend, so for you and your daughter, if you lived on the 1500 for the month, if you could get by on that for all your expenses... That would allow you to pay, make the minimum payments on the student loan debt and then the personal loan. So what I was thinking is if we keep your minimum payments on student debt and on the Marxist loan, and then you were able to save another $1,000 a month out of your pay to put to put into your savings account to help offset the adoption costs, and you did that for the next six months, that would allow you to save $6,000. And that would essentially pay down over half of the Marcus debt. That would pay down, yeah, well, you could use the state, so if you put $1,000 a month away back in, into savings, yeah. right, over the next six months, that then gets your savings up to 14000 and you yep. could use then 10 of that to pay off the adoption, right? Mm-hmm. And it would still leave you, allow you to have 4000 in an emergency fund, have the adoption paid okay. off. And then your adoption's paid off in full, you didn't take any credit card debt, and you're still right, making right, right. your minimum payments on your student loans and your personal loans. Then, if you want it to really be aggressive, but it might be a little bit harder from that point on because you're going to have another child. Right. But if you could maybe drop the savings from $1,000 maybe to 500 a month. To 500 okay. Yep. So then your budget then for you and your children to live on is 2000 a month. Oh, that's fine. And then you put 500 back into your savings account. Savings account, okay. Yep. And if you do that for a year... That will allow you to save another six thousand, which will tackle the majority of the uh, Marcus. Huh? Yeah. And that makes it, sense. Does that make sense? And then once you yeah, get rid of the Marcus, I would take everything that you're saving from the Marcus and from the the minimum payment that you had on that. So that was that's now seven hundred more a month, right? Right, right. And then use that plus your regular minimum payment, which is two eighty five. So that now gets yeah. us up to nine eighty five. In, okay. in a year and a half from now, and then take that 995 and strategically apply it to your student loans because I know it's more than one. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, the what? Yeah, it's the one, one is, payment, um, but it's multiple loans. Yeah, yeah. It's it, fortunately it's only two loans, but still, it's like yeah, the the one's minimum payment is just a hundred each month. So I think that's 
it's definitely the smaller, smaller balance. So yeah, I would apply that towards um, your smaller balance just because you'll see, you'll see it pay off faster. You'll see the sacrifice get rewarded faster. And usually it's not the right decision for everybody. Depends on the interest rates, but as long as they're not obscene, um, then you'll see yourself make progress. And I think it'll be more rewarding to make those sacrifices if you're seeing the progress. Like the first thing you're going to do is you're going to get the adoption paid off and and become a mother again. So that will be rewarding. And then you'll get the personal loan paid off, which will be rewarding because now you've converted the house the way you want it to and you have an income property which helps offset all of your housing costs offset all the housing costs yeah which is fantastic and then the third thing you'll get to do which will take a little bit longer of a time horizon but then you'll be able to pay off the student loan debt so i would think of it as a three-tier uh progress so first get the adoption done because that's your most immediate need then get the personal loan paid off because that's the next smallest debt and it is another investment because it's allowing you to have a you know an income property and then the third one I would tackle would be your student loans I like that thinking it feels much more manageable than the way I was looking at it okay. it's just like well, I don't know what I'm doing I know I'm just paying the minimum and it's not it's not going away it's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere yeah you won't leave me alone it's a frustrating feeling when you feel like you're doing, you know, you're sending all these checks everywhere and you're not making any progress. It's a terrible feeling. Right. Absolutely. So that's where, that's where I was like really kind of like mentally stuck with all this was, okay, I know I have a savings and, but at the same time I can't use it towards any of this debt. So like, what's the next step? Yeah, that's that's what I would do. And I think the key is being really willing to, Housing costs is a huge cost for most people. It's a lot, oh, a yeah. large percentage of their budget, somewhere sometimes even as much as 40%. So the fact right. that you don't have that and that you're willing to say, I can live on 1500 and then go bump yourself up to 2000 And if you have a month where you don't use it all, then put that extra money in savings, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But if you're, absolutely. If you're willing to do that, you could easily kind of knock these things off and then you're getting you know you're getting to achieve things you want to achieve right like that's a really big deal like an international adoption and you'll have that paid in full yeah and being then being able to close off having this debt that you really don't like hanging over me yep and then it'll all be nobody does like no no one does like and and you'll be able to knock it down in a few a couple of years it's not going to happen overnight but right right, and as you see the progress happening it'll make more sense why you're making the sacrifices for the budget um, so that will, I think, be more rewarding. And then from there, we could kind of use some of those monies to put towards um, your retirement savings. Investment. Yeah. Because yeah. do you have any re- retirement at this point? Um, I have, so I was previously employed through the state, shall we say, and um, I have about 900 in a retirement account through them, and now I'm in private practice and they're while it's a successful firm there there are literally no benefits offered oh wow yeah so it's one of the reasons why i am i'm not planning on staying there for a very long time but it's making me more marketable and it's increasing a lot a lot of skills that will again make me more marketable so um that's why i was you know, trying to think of a way if I can, you know, build up enough of a savings as well that I can take some time off to 
you know, be with the child after the adoption and then maybe seek different employment that has, you know, things like 401k. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little things like that. Little things like that. So, I mean, retirement's not something that is on my immediate horizon, you know, again, being in my 30s, but at the same time, you know, I... I do want to feel like I'm doing my part as a parent of, you know, being able to build up, um, you know, a safety net, a support system. Um, it might be small, but like my own version of generational wealth, you know, whether it's through the house or something. Um, I'm not very stock savvy. I opened up a stock account with Merrill Lynch and I got really confused and I just have it all just sitting there. So... What's in your stock account? Is that the same as your savings, or is that different? It's different, yeah. And how much? Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's it's only a couple of hundred. It was, you know, I like got all gung ho. I was like, yeah, you know, just gonna start like buying shares. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Why am I doing this? (laughs) I don't understand what these symbols mean. (laughs) Hey, well, at least you jumped in to try it. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know the first thing about investing, and oh yeah, um, I do have um, a fidelity account for my daughter that I toss in money for college plan. But that's oh perfect. Is that a five twenty nine? Yeah, it's a five twenty nine. So I don't know how much is in that. That's again the type of thing where I just you know every month will transfer like. You know, a hundred here, a couple of hundred there. Perfect. Really, just kind of depends on. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like pay attention to that too much. And you know, I'm also not really stressed about that because you know, I not for nothing. I know grandparents are like, oh yeah, we have a college fund set up already for all of them. So, so <laughs> I'm not stressed. So grandparents will hopefully help. No, but that's good. That, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's good that you have a five twenty nine set up for her for college. Yes. And, then, and it's good that you have an emergency fund, and we're going to dip into that a little bit for the adoption, but then um, you'll still have, even after that, you'll still have 4000 which with your budget, you could stretch if you had to, probably three months. Um, right, right. right. Like when, I, when I, Again, you think about it, like this area of upstate New York, you know, the cost of living is not... Not extravagant, right? And, and not extravagant. And so as long you, as I don't go crazy at like daycare or something, then it's all good, right? Because I think it's important as a parent that you have at least three months, um, right? And if we're having a strategy where we're paying off your debt, I think that's fine that you dip down a little for these short term things. I think a couple other things to think about is when mm-hmm. with the stock account, I wouldn't worry about dabbling in that now. Your best, okay. your best thing is going to be getting rid of your debt. And making sure yes. you have an emergency fund. That's going to be a lot more valuable okay. to you um, than learning the stock market or learning to play stocks. I think you should understand okay. what you invest in. I always think that's important. But I think at this point, investing isn't going to be one of the top three things I give okay. you to do. Yeah, I think doing the 529, the emergency fund, and getting rid of the debt should be your priority. And the one other thing that I have to ask you that no one likes to be asked, um, do you have life insurance? Yes, I do. Whoa, okay, good. I, I do. Nervous. Yep, so, I uh, do. <laughs> I, yep, I have a $200,000 policy. Okay. And, and then my daughter has a $20,000 policy, and once the new kid is here, she'll also have a $20,000 policy. Perfect. And then your policy yeah. is, do you know what type of insurance? Is it whole life or term? I think it's term. I love term. Thank yeah. you, Mary. I yeah. get nervous asking people because I hate... <laughs> 
I hate whole life. You can make a shit ton of money selling whole life insurance. I just very rarely can justify why you should be buying that. Uh, yeah, I, like the, when she presented it to me, I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you want term, especially because we have all these other goals for your money, right? And there's only so much money, right? right? If you have $3,000 coming in, we only have so many places we can allocate the money. So I don't want to be allocating it on a life insurance product that someone sold you as an investment because I'd rather have you have an investment and then have life insurance and spend the least amount of money on life insurance and have more money to put in investments and paying off student loans and all the other things that we want to tackle than having all your dollars chewed up by the most expensive life insurance policy. Right, right. No, that makes a lot of sense. So how much does that run you a month about? Because if it's, if it's term, it shouldn't be that much. It should be like 10, 20 bucks a month. Yeah, th- I, this is like one of my problems is that I have a tendency like not to pay a lot of attention when they start talking numbers. You just like tune it out. So you have life insurance on yourself for 200000 and you yep. believe it's term. Which, yes. which is my favorite because that's on information and belief. Yep, and we'll you will confirm that. You'll take a look at the policy and let me know if you have questions. But term is the best because it's the cheapest okay. amount of uh, the cheapest cost for insurance. So it gives you the most leverage, meaning that you're going to pay the least amount but get the most coverage. Because you, ha- as we talked about, we want to make sure that you are paying for this adoption, which is a huge, you know, big. Mm-hmm. Um, life event, and then from there we're paying off your your debt, and we're doing paying the, off debts. Yeah, and then paying off debts, and that we're doing the five twenty nine. We don't want to be wasting money on insurance. We want to make sure that you're covered. But the only period of time where you really need to be covered for the for the most part is when the kids are small, right? Because now you're going to have two kids instead of one kid. Right. So if anything were to happen to you, we don't want them to have not only right. the tragedy of losing their mother, but also a financial tragedy. You don't ever want to have that double whammy. So the insurance will prevent it from being a financial tragedy. So it's important to have it until um, until they're grown. My dad was like, until you're 21, like after 21, like if I drop dead, like you're on your own. Sorry. So to, what, to whatever age you think is appropriate where you want to take care of them, you might be more generous and say 25. But it's up to you. But at that point, then, you don't have to, technically, you won't really need insurance. You'll have all your debt paid off. We'll have safer retirement, right? So there will be less of an insurance need at that point. At that point, right. right. There'll be less of a financial burden. Exactly. But right now. Should I die suddenly? Yeah. yeah, Which, obviously, we don't want to happen. But we want to. Of course not. We want to. (laughs) We're hoping for the best. We're hoping for the best, which is why I want to spend the least amount of money on it. Yeah. So yeah, oh good. So you got everything. You got everything covered. So just to summarize, we're gonna put you on a little bit of a budget just so that we can get through the adoption, and get that paid for. So start with trying to save, make your regular minimum payments on the student debt and the personal loan, and then take a thousand to put into your savings account so that we can bulk that up so that when you go to pay off the adoption in six months you'll still have 4000 left in savings after that in emergency funds. And then from there, you can bump your budget up to 2000 a month and then take 500 extra from your budget. So yeah, then after you get the adoption paid for, then take 500 and in addition to your regular monthly payment on Marcus and tackle that. So that's 700 a month. So that you'll get that tackled probably in about give or take 10 months, and then from there, you take the money from the Marcus loan, which is now 700 and apply that towards your student debt, so that brings that up to 985 
and then really strategic. I know. And you want to take the, I know it's crazy. So because you're getting, once you're getting rid of one debt, we're using the same amount of money and just applying it all to the next one. So it works really effectively. And then what you want to do when you're doing the student loan is you don't want to put it all towards your regular monthly payment. You want to make sure you're making principal only payments, which I talk about all the time on the podcast, but it's the best way to pay off your debt quicker is to make your regular minimum payment and then the additional monies, so your other 700 is a principal-only payment. Oh, I see. So it's not like you pay no. the entire amount. Cause, yeah, uh, because if you do... At the, same, at the same time, I see. Yeah, because if you do it that way, they're just going to treat it as an early payment for the most part. That's how they usually default, and it's not going to be that beneficial for you. So if you take... Oh, that's- I didn't know that. Yeah, they're tricky little bastards. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this, but they are. Um, and so what you want to do is have 700 apply towards the principal of whatever specific, you have two loans of one of the loans, and you'll see right. it reduce a lot faster. They're going to make it really difficult for you to do that, so you just want to make sure that you document everything and that there's a paper trail. I know everyone likes to do everything online, but you're going to have to go back and prove it if they didn't do it the right way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So... It's kind of a pain to have to track it. So I usually suggest writing a check with a letter because then yeah. and sending it um, that way because then that way you can prove that they had instructions. It was a separate check. It was principal only rather than just doing it online and hoping that they do it the right way because most likely they won't. They aren't. I've had multiple cases where people went to make principal only payments and they weren't applied that way. I know. It's really frustrating because it's it's a lot of extra time on your part to make sure it's done the right way, which it really should be their responsibility. But you have to remember that they want to make this money off of you, so they're going to make it as difficult as possible. As difficult as possible. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course, right? (laughs) Of course So so does that sound good? It does. It it, it feels a lot lot less stressful. Good. A lot more manageable. Like, okay, I... Is it easy? Plan of how I can tackle this, as opposed to you know getting it over my head here of like, oh well, I paid one one loan this month, and yeah, no, no, this feels good. Good, and the numbers make sense because you said you don't like numbers. They do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've written them down, so okay, okay. I have like little like initials by them of who they go to. So perfect. You know, I'm I'm putting them all in a in a framework that I can understand. <laughs> I like it. That's absolutely perfect. <laughs> that is good, good to hear. Well, yeah, I think you're on the right track, and I'm really excited for your adoption. That's really a big life event. Yeah, it, it is. It was one that I wasn't expecting to happen, but here we are. So, you know, that's why kind of like the the debt has kind of just been lingering because suddenly like my focus changed from, you know, paying that off at a aggressive rate to, you know, you have to spend about like twenty to $25,000 to bring this child home. So, it's best to change a bit. And how, so, old, how old is the... The new child? Uh, she's 11. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're going to have, yeah. like, yep. real, like, many people with you. Like, no babies. Yeah, exactly. No babies. <laughs> Just small humans. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Well, good luck with everything. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for joining us on the podcast. And thank awesome. you to thank our... Thank you for taking the time to, uh, to help me out here. Yeah, absolutely. We love doing this. 
So for all of our lovely listeners at home, you can check us out on Instagram and follow and comment. And you can also check out our new class, which is going to focus specifically on student loans, which can be found at www.planancial.com. And we offer all of our online classes in partnership with SUNY Ulster. So we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. Because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. That's chime.com slash goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.